Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 9, Part 2 of Something New. I'm your host, Joel B. New. That's right, y'all. I'm bringing you... This is a two-parter. I guess technically it's a three-parter because we're going to have Robbie back to do the song portion. But as I was editing the episode, I just had so much more of our conversation that I wanted to share with you... So today I'm so pleased to be bringing you some deleted scenes, air quotes, from my conversation with Robbie Roselle. So enjoy this uh, bonus look into our conversation. And if you like what you hear, then maybe go on over to 54below.com and get your tickets to see his solo concert debut happening right here in New York at Feinstein's 54 Below this Friday, June 9th at 9.30 p.m. I will be there, so please come say hi, and without further ado, here is more of my conversation with Robbie Roselle. From my apartment in Brooklyn, this is Joel B. New saying thank you for dropping by for something new. So I'm just going to jump around because okay. that's what we're doing. Jump yeah. around. Um, what was the first show you directed? Oh, uh, Agnes of God. I was 17 years old. This wow. Is a true story. That, that sounds ambitious. Three characters, no set. Done. No, there's just like a standing thing to like for cigarette ashes. That was the set. Okay. Great. Uh, and three strong ladies. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, an interesting topic that um, maybe people weren't talking about or or uh, it just wasn't like a often produced play and um i knew i wanted to direct um at a very young age and so i started a vanity company so i could do that yeah. like people do yeah 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 you started a theater company yeah what was it called ovation productions great yeah and we did a couple shows and then i was like i gotta go because <laughs> i'm not in high school anymore. Wow. So you created a theater company. Sure did. Produced shows, directed them. Directed them, yeah. Um, were you ever in, in any of them? Uh, I did not direct myself until years later. Um, I was... Uh, I had sort of semi-stopped directing or performing regularly, but uh, when I lived in the Poconos, there was a community theater that did 12 shows a year. One a month. Wow. It's ambitious. Yeah. And sometimes it looked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little tired. People looked a little tired. A little peaked. <laughs> um, and uh, they... Uh, I got asked to direct Forum happily. Right. I'm happy yeah, right? to do any Stephen Sondheim anywhere. Yeah. Except his basement. And... Um, <laughs> Listeners may not know this, but... <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Stephen Sondheim has a washer and dryer in his basement. Yep. Yep. That's With true. a newsy or seven. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so I was asked to direct for him, and uh, we couldn't really find a pseudolist who was suitable. Mm. P S U I T A B L A. Suitable. Mm-hmm. Suitable. Suitable. Yep. Right. Um, and uh, finally, the board sort of collectively came to me and said, I think you should just do it. And I, I was like, do you, you know this show? Do you know how hard this show is? There's, like, running 
<laughs> there's pratfalls. There's changes. They're screaming all the time. All right. Um, so I did. Um, but I, yeah, that was like my first time. And uh, I mean, it was a successful run. Uh, what it, did you learn directing yourself? Uh, I. It's weird looking at yourself through two prisms. Mm-hmm. Uh and and not beating yourself up. I think anytime you make any kind of art, like we're I'm always sure, in our heads. Like anyway. when you make Cabot Cove, I'm sure you you listen to it now and you're like, oh that now, uh, you know you know what I mean. <laughs> there like, are a couple of like cutoffs. Like things, anybody you know. anybody who makes anything. That's why Streisand takes a million years mm-hmm. and it's overly perfect and it's like a little too like. And uh, what I learned is it's okay. It's okay to let go, mm-hmm. um, and just trust. And um, and it's okay to leap without sort of a net, which is that's how you got here. That's how, I, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's okay to just the the wind will carry you where you need to be. Uh, that's what I learned, and that everything that I wanted in my head might not end up on stage, but the end product was more than good enough. Are you directing yourself in your Fifty Four Below show? Yes. How's that going? That is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm doing this show at 54 Below, and um, I've never done a, a solo gig before. Um, what What inspired this? I, I direct a lot of fancy people. Yes, you do. Um, Melissa Errico and Kate Baldwin and Nika Graflanzaroni. Oh, you were at that show, right? Yes, I was. So, and generally, like, I'll write them or co-write them. And, so um, funny. And choose, like, the... Uh, sort of the running order mm-hmm. and make a like these i really hate the trope of i moved to new york because i was going to be an actress and then mm-hmm. my heart was broken and here is my version of hello young lovers that of course you remember from the shimokin county players version of the king and i hate it kill yeah. me yeah Ugh. yeah we're done so i'm good like i don't need to spend 45 dollars plus two drinks to see that yep um so i create shows like my whole goal in creating these shows is um i sort of approach them as a fan and what i want to hear as a fan Mm -hmm. and um so for melissa erica which was probably like one of the higher the highest profile like they brought it back three times it was like a nice wow yeah it was a great it was a great gig um and she was so great but um you know she would say Something to me, you know, she would say, well, I have this Michelle Legrand song um, because she's very well known for singing him. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's great. But why don't we do this uh, song from Yentl that you've never sung before, also by Michelle Legrand, mm-hmm. that gives them something new? Uh, or like I made her sing, made her sing, I didn't make her do anything, but I, I had her sing um, Always Better. Um, from the Bridges of Madison County. Because mm. can you just imagine that voice wrapped around that song and don't you just for five minutes want to live inside that world? Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, that's how I sort of create these shows. And same thing for Kate Baldwin. Kate's show is all pop. And that's I, great. Nuts. Nuts. Because she's like a gorgeous lyric soprano mm-hmm. and we're singing Erasure and... and <laughs> Uh, uh, Aretha Franklin and um, and I was like you need to give them three theater songs so we chose very specifically three 
three pop songs that live in the theater world. Mm. Uh, so there was uh, Breeze Off the River, um, which we paired with um, Billy Joel's Goodnight My Angel. Oh, nice. It was lovely. And there was a, like a Joni Mitchell arrangement of Ribbons on My Back right before she did Hello, Dolly, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And there was... Cool. Um, yeah, right. And, uh, and my shows have these sort of mashups of uh, where we'll take these songs that should not work together but do uh so for kate's show uh we have uh i i do these mashups and uh for hers matt doyle saying rufus rain white's uh oh what a world from the want one album men reading fashion magazines oh what a world it seems we live in right and Kate sang Wicked Little Town from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And they uh, they were counterpunctually over each other. It's glorious. It's on YouTube. I'm going to find it. Yeah, It's actually robertrosal.com. It's on the front page of that because it's a really great, really, it was beautifully executed. Like the arrangement is really beautiful. Chris Kugel's orchestration is huh, so good. <laughs> doing these shows uh every time i do um somebody will say oh my god this has your fingerprints on it uh, like i know that joke that melissa made about rent the runway that's like a robbie rosell joke yeah um because you know i have a cadence and um and whatever so i have a voice what does that feel like when someone says like that's got like robbie's fingerprints all over that's it? like i i'm of two minds about it i one is great i'm glad you know material like i'm like a bruce valancia cabaret material where i can just come in and give you like a quick hit joke Mm -hmm. wonderful the other kind of sucks because as a director uh and cabaret is so like personal and you want it to feel like it's coming right out of that person at that moment on the spot um and not scripted um and often what i'll do is uh lightly script a show and then say here's this story or this um, sort of anecdote that that you've relayed. Um, and now I need you to tell it, but it needs to come out of your mouth. Because, like, Kate Baldwin and I don't speak the same. No. At all. Nika Kraft-Lanceroni and I do. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so that we, was of we, one mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that show was a joy. So much fun. And it, we actually, I booked my show the day after. That's what I remember. Yeah. So uh, the day after, uh, again, people were like, oh my gosh, do your own thing. Nobody's going to come to that. Uh, So I put out on the the Twitters, uh, hey, hypothetically, if I did a thing, would anybody want to come to my thing? And uh, I had a contract and a date half an hour later, and here we are uh, about a week away. Wow. Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. I can't. I'm... It gives me stress dreams. <laughs> uh, Jessica Vosk once told me, I directed uh, both of her shows. Uh, we wrote them and I directed them. Uh, that <laughs> when we did the second one, she said, I had a stress dream last night where you walked in halfway through the show running and just said, shut it down. Everybody go home. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had that stress dream yet? I am li- I like awake having that stress dream. Waking dream. Yeah. Uh, but it's a challenge, and it's a lot of fun. 
it's a lot of fun and like yeah there's a lot of stupidity like strung together with even more stupidity and i'm very happy about that wonderful yeah em- embrace what you know you know what dumb like really smart dumb randy graf called me smart dumb which i thought That's- after yeah yeah after nika's show because we had like a moment in nika's show where she's saying um we had a section called surely you've got the wrong graph because everybody will wander up to her and be like, oh, I saw your aunt. Nope, that's my cousin. Yeah. Um, like that. And uh, so she was singing You Can Always Count On Me. And you saw it. So you remember, like, she's like, I met a name without a detectives who break down doors. Guess who they expect to see? Light change. Come on, Captain, you can wear your shoes. And I saw Randy fall into her table. And I was like, great, this show's fine. Yeah, I, I would say I could go home, but I'm running projections, so I can't. Yeah, and that was like a tech-heavy show. Yes, it was. But it was fun. So much fun. I love her so much. What's it like writing for yourself versus writing for someone else? Mm. I think that's that's the easiest part for me because yeah. I can just I don't have to fully script, and I'm like I'm not, and I can just say X story here, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, or, and now three minutes of self-indulgence. Like, whatever flies out of my mouth, because again, the advocate calls me a gay comedian. Uh, <laughs> Your website calls you a director, writer, designer, funny person. That's what I'm told. It also yeah. says, hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. Which so. I thought was so funny. <laughs> so funny. You know that I got that reference. the greatest thing that's on the internet. It's wonderful. Uh, hello, I'm, I'm Shelley Duvall. Duvall. Hello, hello, I'm, I'm Shelley Duvall. Duvall. Hello. <laughs> It's a great <laughs> guys. If you don't know what we're talking about, pause this. Yep. Go to YouTube. We'll wait. I'm I'm good. I we'll have wait. a sprite. You don't even have to we won't even you don't have to pause it. We'll just like wait in silence. I feel like that but... would be awkward for other people who know it. <laughs> who like or like right. refuse. Or like no. No I hate Shelly Duvall. Ugh, I'm listening to this at two times speed. Like <laughs> I got a lot of podcasts piling up. We should talk extra slow for those people who are wa- doing it at two times speed. Well that's me. I listen it two times. You do? Oh my god, yes. No! I subscribe to almost 35 podcasts. Like, Doesn't that make your, bra- your brain go crazy? No, because I think once you get in front of a microphone, you automatically slow down. Because you want to make sure every, every word is a pearl. <laughs> are they? <laughs> are they, Joel? Most are not. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, you, you sit there and you kind of slow down and you're like, this is the story I need to tell. I have a a pop screen in front of me. It's very important what I'm laying down to Mm -hmm, you. mm -hmm. And so I was slow. So you understand. It's like Patti Lapone's audiobook. Ooh, that I I heard. Yes. Have you not heard? I've heard parts of it. Yes. Oh my God. I saw like a video of someone like lip syncing to it. Michael Burbach. Probably. Yes. (laughs) The greatest thing. Because... Honestly, if I auditioned, which I don't, yeah. I would use her, like, at my first rehearsal for The Baker's Wife, Chaim Topol grabbed my left breast to see how much meat was on the bones. I knew in a moment the man was a douchebag. And it's literally, like, that slow and that precise microphone. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, so to, uh, this we meandered so far. I love we, it. I meandered into Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So we're just following, uh, following suit. Yeah. So I'm a funny guy. I, I don't have a problem writing for myself. Uh, choosing the song sack was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have like eight notes 
and you that know. can't be true. You've got a little more yeah, than this, like nine, nine, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like I call myself a Charles Nelson Riley with a Paul Lynn rising. <laughs> like I'm like be the Dorothy Loudon you wish to see in the world. I'm just like like a character actress, and I'm just aging into it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know what's sad is when you age out of Seymour and into Mr. Mushinek. Yeah. Like in a day. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I bypass dentist altogether. Okay. Um, and that's so, but choosing all the songs for this show has been like a process of like, what, what kind of story do I want to tell? Yeah. And it should be funny. It's called songs from my locker. Songs from inside my locker. Yeah. Uh, well, I, again, we talked about growing up and like, I was a musical theater nerd in high school and I, did I walk the halls singing Chief Cook about a washer all the time? Loudly? Yeah. I didn't know that there was a, like, volume. No. Was a thing. You just belted. Well, theater knows no volume. It's just. Well, nowadays. Yeah. Because people are built for microphones. But. But. hmm. Present company included. (laughs) Honestly. Uh, I'm not being shady. <laughs> if you think I'm gonna walk off of it like I'm Barbara Cook and just sing something a cappella with no amplification, <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> you are you are naive with two dots. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That is how it's supposed to yeah. be spelled. Thank you so much. Uh, you are Rose Naive Lind. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's just it just got a little gayer in here. Layers. I didn't know. No. To no. know we could get that. So, uh, but so choosing that has been really interesting. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the but the stories are easy and c- slotted very easily. Can you tell me some song titles? Sure. Uh, I can say there's a Charles Nelson Riley Pauline medley. Great. Yeah. Because like that just makes sense. Yeah. You know that's when I like seeing Bye Bye Birdie, the film. That's when I saw. Oh, that's my type. And I don't mean like. <laughs> Grinder, but can you imagine Paul Lind with Grinder though? Just can you imagine him first of all on an iPhone that just makes noises all the time? What is that? Like <laughs> humble, um, like <laughs> all I need in my life. The only goal I have left in my life is to be like uh, a, a a star, and air quotes heavily are around the word star on like some game show. Or I'm like a celeb in a panel where I flip a card. Like Hollywood Squares or yes. something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Paul or Charles Nelson Riley, where it's just like a quick quip and I'm out. Yeah. That's it. Um, so there's like an homage to them. Uh, there's a huge medley that I call the Not Sense Carry medley of flops. Or short-lived musicals, as we go with were instructed yeah. to call them. Yeah.